Hi, I'm Michael Fagan. Hi, I'm Renee Spadazza. One of the interesting things about any wine regions is their indigenous varieties. Most budding wine lovers start exploring a wine region with the grapes that they're most familiar with. Cabernet Sauvignon, Chardonnay, Riesling, and the list goes on. But diving into the diversity of a country's wine regions even further always brings up native grape varieties. Native grapes refers to varieties that are intrinsically linked to their country of origin. They are uniquely part of a land, region, or place. Spain is home to hundreds of native wine grapes. The country was a safe haven for Vitis vinifera during the last ice age, causing a boom of developing different grape species, part of the tapestry of the winemaking region of this country. As we explore some of Spain's interesting range of indigenous varieties, we're joined by Ferran Centellas, Spanish wine specialist for JancisRobinson.com. Ferran is a WSET diploma graduate a sommelier who has worked for the world-renowned El Bouilly and is the owner's chef Ferran Adria's wine guy for his special project, El Bouilly 1846. Ferran received the WSET 2019 Outstanding Alumni Award. He also sits on a judging panel of international wine competitions and is a WSET certified educator. Welcome, Ferran. Hello, hello. So good to be here. So, Ferran, when people visit Spain, they want to experience the food, the wine, the culture of the country. How do you recommend that people start that journey? I will always recommend to start with the basic things and to taste the most famous breading and food and wine matching in Spain. So start from the basics and then growing to to more uh, specific or special um, experiences. In terms of food and wine, for sure, cochinillo and tempranillo, something to be tasted. Uh, maybe uh, probably in, in Rioja or, or Ribera Duero, Albariño from uh, Galicia with seafood, Jerez, jamón, all this kind of stuff to start with and to get to know the basics of our gastronomy. Is there like two characteristics that you would define the native grapes of Spain having or showcasing in the glass? Spain is a very warm and hot country. Most of these grapes, Tinto Velasco, Maturana, Tintilla de Rota, or Bruñal, main characteristic is that they can keep still high acidity despite we are in a, in a warm uh, country. Most of the grape varieties being recovered, they're high in acids and they don't burn acids or they don't burn malic acid when they ripe. If you think back to your experiences as a sommelier, you know, the trusted advisor to consumers. Some native varieties are delicious, but they're unknown. So how do you help customers feel comfortable exploring indigenous-based wines in the glass? I try to find some comparison with some other grapes. So, for instance, uh, talking about the local red grape varieties you've got in Spain, uh, ones that are quite delicate, or Pinot Noir style, or more Garnacha or Bobal style. So we have kind of these two very different groups of grape varieties. For instance, Listan Negro, or Moristel, or Picapoll, or Brancellao, all these, they are very rare and local, just a few hectares of them in Spain, but all of them, they are delicate red grape varieties. So if you like more kind of Garnacha or Pinot style, I would recommend those grapes. On the other side, Loureiros or Sauzon, Vidadillo, Baboso, and Romé, Tintilla, all those local red grape varieties from Spain, they are richer, kind of more powerful. So we have both sides 
always with this idea of keeping the levels of acidity, but kind of really contrasting on styles in, in the class. Diving back into native grapes a little bit more. I know that with Spain, it's so easy to talk about native grape varietals. We have them in Rioja and Ribera del Tuero and down in Jerez. But there are a couple of regions that I think that get overlooked. So I'm going to like name a region and you tell me some wines that people can try from that region. We'll do it as a, a mini lightning round. So Valencia. Two weeks ago, I was doing a blind tasting for Jancy Robinson. And there is a wine that just blow my mind. Something beautiful, really rich, refreshing, but with broad texture. Beautiful. And it happens to be a very rare local grape called Ullet de Perdiu, Partage A. And that's something super new. It's just been recovered now, and I'm very excited about that. But a part of that, in Valencia, we've got Merceguera Blanca, which is a well-known grape over, over there. And another one called Verdil, not extremely aromatic, something kind of more neutral on those two grapes. Also, Tortosí. There are 200 hectares of Tortosí and Plantanova also quite local. That's on the white wine side. On the red in Valencia, a part of Ullet de Perdiu, I need to talk about Forcallat. Forcallat is a light, uh, refreshing variety, quite interesting. What are some grapes that people can find from Extremadura? Wow, that's crazy because in Extremadura there are also many, many grapes, but they're rare and not really well known. One of my really favorites, talking about white, is Malvar. Malvar, it's a grape that gives some richness to the wine, very broad, creamy grape variety. So Malvar in Extremadura, it's quite nice. Also, we've got Cayetana Blanca o Jaén, which is a light, uh, high productive grape. There is another white grape in Extremadura called Perruno, quite rustic and refreshing uh, because Extremadura, it's, it's like a lentejo. It's super warm, very hot climate there. In Extremadura for reds, let me please point a grape that you know from Portugal, Tinta Amarala, but it's also planted in Extremadura. And another, which is very rustic, high tannins, Jaén Tinto. It's another grape that it's local and now it's kind of been promoted in the region. I'm guessing that I'm going to have to extend my plans on my next visit to Spain because there sounds like there's an enormous number of indigenous varieties to experience. You and me both, Michael. It's quite crazy because even for me that I'm really up-to-dated and traveling a lot, even to me, I keep being surprised by new grape varieties. It's kind of a trend here. And, and we have three big research centers, one in Catalonia, one in Madrid, and one in Castilla León, that they work very hard to understand, to recover, to know, to do the DNA profile of all these indigenous grapes. When shopping for wine, the label can be helpful. What information can consumers expect to find on a label of Spanish wine? You are aware of our um, aging categories, so Crianza, Reserva, uh, Gran Reserva, but those names, they are just there to name the months or years that the wine has been in oak, regardless of the oak quality or regardless of if it's a new oak or used oak. But most of the wineries, although it's not compulsory by law, they use the best grapes for the Gran Reserva, because otherwise, if you do a Gran Reserva with poor quality grapes, it's going to be an empty wine, very uh, disjoint, so not, not interesting. So Gran Reserva, if you like the style, of course, they're always well charged of oak with lots of tertiary flavors and lots of toasty notes and sweet spices, but also they are normally accompanied by great fruit character too. So Gran Reserva, it's, it's a name that if you like this kind of style, 
you can be quite safe buying Gran Reserva wines. We know that you are going to get some indication of the age of the wine or how long it's spent in bottle or wood. What else are they going to find on the wine label to guide their, to guide their? For sure, one of those uh, 70 uh, appellations we've got in Spain. Now, the big trend in Spain seems that we are moving towards more regionality and single vineyard wines. So Priorato, for instance, Rioja and Bierzo, I'm talking about three of the most important appellation denominations in, in Spain, uh, Priorato, uh, Rioja and Bierzo. They have developed a new regulation to check understand and communicate single vineyard wines. That's something that in two or three years, you will be seeing more and more viñedos singulares, gran vide viñas. That is so interesting and so great to know. So consumers here can really start to get a sense of what's happening in the bottle just from reading it on the front. Speaking of understanding the names of these grapes a little bit more, some indigenous grape varieties have curious names, such as Cujon di Gato, which we think is hilarious. Do you have like any insight into how these grape varietals get their names? Yeah, well, they are normally popular names. For instance, there is one that I love. It's called Monstruosa, Monstruosa, like monster. It's a white grape uh, variety cultivated in Galicia, and it's called La Monstruosa because it gives uh, rich and powerful wines and it has a thick skin. So I think it's kind of a popular name that it was given to the grape because of its uh, rusticity. There is also a, a problem here that most of these local grapes, they have different names depending on the region. For instance, Maturana Tinta in uh, Rioja, Merenzao in uh, Galicia, Tintilla in southern Spain, Bastardo in central Spain. These four names, they refer to the same grape variety. Uh, many consumers are shy about ordering wines from grapes they can't pronounce. And honestly, some Spanish varieties can be real tongue twisters. They have common styles. You started mentioning some earlier. So if, if we did like Renee did previously with a, a lightning round, if I was to say a more common grape variety, give me a local equivalent that people can get a, a sense that if they liked Cabernet Sauvignon, what would they find in Spain that would be similar? If you like Cabernet Sauvignon, you have two options, super interesting local grape varieties, upcoming grapes you need to pick. One is Graciano, which is local from La Rioja. Super herbal, kind of minty, pyrazinic, super interesting, refreshing Graciano. Okay, and it's also called Tintilla de Rota. That's something you really need to taste. Graciano o Tintilla de Rota. Graciano in La Rioja, Tintilla de Rota in Cadiz. Same great variety, two different names. But I have another thing about Cabernets because there are another super interesting grape called Bruñal. That's Bruñal in Castilla León o Baboso Negro in Canary Island. That's also lovely rich, savory, more kind of shira style. Okay, so Tintilla de Rota Graciano would be Cabernet. Baboso Negro and Bruñal, which is a spectacular local grape variety full of spiciness and richness and broad aspect to it. That's our shira. How about Pinot Noir? We've got Bijariego, which is the same grape as Sumoll. That's also being super popular today. Sumoll in Catalonia, Bijariego in Canary Island, same grape variety light, refreshing, quite big in terms of bunches and berries, but it really keeps uh, the acidity. Sumol, Bijarriego would be kind of Pinot Noir style, but also 
Listan Negro, and also Merenzao Tinto in Galicia. These are lovely, refreshing, light grape varieties to be discovered. Chardonnay. Chardonnay, for sure. There are three, I would say. The grape is called Albillo, and they make in oak with intensity, creaminess, lease, character. So Albillo from Rivera del Duero or La Mancha, this is Chardonnay style. Very interesting and really upcoming. That's something that needs to be tasted. And Riesling. Riesling. Okay. Wow. My favorite. Well, two of my favorites. If you like something which is flavorful, of course, we go to Galicia here because in Galicia we have kind of Riesling style wines. They're uh, obscure, but more and more I can see them in the market. So not really obscure today. One is called Loureiro, which you may know from Portugal, Loureiro. And the other one is called Lado. So Loureiro and Lado, they are super expressive and, and aromatic and being produced without oak, just stainless steel fermentation, uh, low temperature of fermentation, really refreshing and, and fruity and floral. Uh, Laurelio and Lado would be my picks on the reasoning side. We've been talking so much about these native grape varietals and what's happening and how people can find them, but do you see a trend where more wine lovers are becoming more adventurous, they're experimenting with different wines, and even trying more native grape wines from Spain? Honestly speaking, yes, I do. Maybe not in the mass market, but when we talk about restaurants, probably uh, on-trade businesses, wine restaurants, wine bars, the trend is, is there. And honestly, I visit many wineries, and most of them, they are working in this direction, finding what is local and recovering what was done before. It's a trend and not even a trend. I think it's a reality already. It will be with us for a long time. So really expect to see this kind of grapes boosting in the, in the market. One of the things with the wine business, you know, it's old, it's ancient, but what's new is what's old and ancient and these local things coming back into market and people, you, you've done a great job at opening our eyes to just how diverse that selection is. Two, three weeks uh, ago, one Albillo, the grape variety I was talking about uh, in Rivera del Duero, but produced in La Mancha, it was produced in huge clay jars, 100 year old clay jar, huge, 5,000 liters that it was already cured with, it contained alcohol before, so it was totally cured. The fermentation was carried over there in this huge jar with this albillo, uh, and the wine was so authentic, but also so antique on the tasting profile, very motivating, very, very moving. You know, there is another trend that I love because Spain was a cooperative country 50 years ago, 40 years ago. All the vine growers, they were taking the grapes, the cooperatives, but the young generation, they are taking those vineyards and they're doing their own businesses with their own brands. And that's super interesting also because we have an increase of small producers all around the country. Let's rub that magic crystal ball. Let's look out five or 10 years from now. What should we expect to see from Spain when it comes to wine? You should expect to see smaller producers, less oak. Because in Spain, sorry, we love oaky things. It's our testing profile. We have been experiencing that the whole life. But also the trend is to put less oak. There is a word I love, which is drinkability. So working on drinkability, trying to keep acid at a decent uh, level, working with tannins to give this beautiful texture, working on the drinkability side, reducing the oak, new upcoming small producers, focusing on vineyard location, uh, thanks to all these new regulations. 
that are now happening in different appellations of origin. So super exciting moment to be in Spain. And for me that I can travel around and, and visit uh, regions, it's a very motivating time. We've been speaking with Ferran Santeles, and he's been teaching us all about a wonderful tour of the indigenous grape varieties of Spain. And we're learning that everything old is new again. Thank you again, Ferran. It's been a joy to have you here with us today. Thank you very much. Thank you.